Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. So let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help. Romans 8.28 All things work out for good for those who love the Lord and those who are called according to His purpose. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus with thanksgiving, we pray that you may come into our hearts, come into our midst, Lord, teach us something new from your word that is going to help us to grow more in the knowledge of you, to be transformed from inside out, to have our mind focused on you and our eyes fixed on you, for our own good and for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So we are reading our two scriptures. And the topic for this meditation is transition, which reveals the mercy of God. It reveals the greatness of the mercy of God, the goodness of God, and the fact that mercy never fails. Everything else might fail, but the mercy of God will never fail. It starts from the knowledge that it is the mercy of God that um, brings transition in our lives. It is by the mercy of God that our lives are actually transformed. It is by the mercy of God that we get to experience the goodness of God in our lives. It is by the mercy of God that you can actually experience and receive any good gift from God. It is not by any state of our life or any situation. It is the mercy of God that will lead us to new seasons, to new areas and avenues of blessing in our lives. So, another passage reminding us that we need confidence to approach the throne of grace and mercy, to receive mercy and grace for timely help, timely help. Because in every stage of our life, every um, season of our life, every through every circumstance and every situation that comes our way, if the bottom line, if the foundation, if the most important thing, if the priority in our hearts, in our lives is to seek God, then He will definitely keep transforming every situation and causing and revealing Himself for the greater glory of His name and for our own good. In the scripture, you have seen this happening to many lives, and that is why we also read um, Romans 8.28 to be reminded that it doesn't really matter what comes our way, it doesn't matter where we find ourselves at, it doesn't matter what situation or what trouble or struggle that we are going through, what matters is the greatness of our God. And if we really believe those words, then it means that he can actually change any situation and circumstance to bring good to us and to glorify his name. 
we have seen uh, different kind of people that we are going to look at uh, in the word of God. We have seen the life of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. We have seen David, we have seen Naomi, and of course the Israelites. This moment that they all encountered was a moment of a turnaround. It was a moment that they came into that revealed to them that actually what is before them is beyond their control. And these are seasons that we all go through in life. The question is, who are we going to turn to? The question is, what are we going to do when we get to these moments? The question is, how are we going to handle these moments determines the end results of what is going to happen. Because if we choose to face these situations with our own ability, with our own strength, with our own power, we might be losing. We might end up losing everything. But if the same situations are presented before God and we surrender them to God and we choose to focus on Jesus through each one of them and we choose to fix our eyes on Jesus and believe that he is greater than our problems, greater than our circumstances, then in time he will definitely come through intervening in our situation, not really changing the situations as it were, not removing us from this world that he prayed in the book of um, John when he did the prayer to Abba Father, I said, I'm not asking you to remove this that you have given me from the world, but I'm asking you to protect them. So it is not about him removing us from the situation, but it's his intervention is meant to transform what comes to us. So it is about him uh, setting our mind free from accepting and thinking that we are meant to be in control of the situation or maybe our perception causing us to imagine uh, what should be and what should not be and we haven't really known the mind of God about that situation so we end up being frustrated because we feel like everything is out of control because probably imagine that this should not be but when we accept that he knows everything that he's always in charge, that he's always in control. So it doesn't matter what comes our way or where we are at at this moment in time. What matters is what does God say about it. When we recognize that he is the one who has brought us this far and has taken his mercy to bring us this far and his mercy through every situation. And we look back and see the many circumstances and situations we have been in and he has brought us out of those situations, then we recognize the mercy of God. When you choose to focus on his mercy, to focus on him, then we should be assured that definitely he's still going to be in control of this current situation. Now, so it's a turnaround. It is a moment that um, seems like the end, the end, because probably we have tried everything that we imagine we can, or maybe the situation we have tried to work out every solution possible, it doesn't seem to work. But you see, our end is God's beginning. So it happens to be that these seasons, they come in order for God to birth out a new season, to move us from the old to the new, to transition you and I. It takes his mercy for us to be able to experience these seasons. We might not realize it, but before the new comes, then there has to be a transition. So everything is a process. They are orchestrated by God alone. 
and these are things in our lives situations and circumstances that we cannot understand with our own mind or ability or knowledge and these are situations that will leave us speechless and we keep wondering but if we choose to surrender to god then definitely he can do something about it so we know um we know of the story of Meshach and Shadrach that you have been looking at this the last couple of days that they were put in a fiery furnace and while they were there the furnace is turned even made even hotter because the intention was to teach them a lesson but God used that moment to teach Nebuchadnezzar and the whole nation a lesson and now the whole world a lesson so you see we have the mind of man working in one way and the mind of God working in another way and the definitely the divine mind will take over so this is how um the hebrew teenagers while they were in the furnace what kept them there or what kept them going through this season one we know they were praising god constantly even before they got into the fire they were praising god in there so even if the fire was turned hot um, yeah, more they did not stop praising God. They they did not just change to stop worshiping God. And that is why we have saints. We have saints, people who've decided to give their lives to God, even if they decided that even if they choose to do everything to exterminate us, to kill us, we'll still stand for Jesus. We shall not renounce Jesus. We shall stand for Jesus. That's why we have martyrs. That's why we have saints. And so each one of us, has to come to this point where we have to make a decision a decision that we have jesus it is jesus forward backward never a decision that we have jesus as the lord of our lives it is a lifelong decision and the implications of that decision then we have to know that he takes over everything he doesn't just do the good and then we deal with the bad or the struggles no he takes over everything so he shows up in the fiery furnace and then king nebuchadnezzar sees him so he wanted to reveal himself through this situation that didn't seem like there was anything good that would have come out of it and this is god for us but the transition of this season was the fact that for god to be able to glorify himself in this land he chose these three hebrew teenagers he prepared them uh, beforehand and this is how they were able to maybe pass the test you know and then of course the transition of what god wanted to do through them happened because they held on to him they did not give up so continuously praising god and their firm belief in god uh, caused god or gave god a chance to reveal himself to the nation and of course later on then the law was said that everybody had to worship the God of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He is the one who chooses, he's the one who qualifies, he's the one who prepares. When you say yes to Jesus, it is through his mercy that he's going to do this thing in our lives. Nobody is qualified for any task. Nobody is qualified to serve him. But he chooses who he wants or what he wants to do. He also chose... Um, chose to reveal his wonders when he sent Moses to get the Israelites out of Egypt and they encountered the Red Sea in Exodus chapter 14 and at that moment when everything was looking like it was going to ebb off their life you know they did not know that it was a moment of transition they are coming out from something they are going into the new they are coming out from Egypt 
that had to be that 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 was the end of Egypt intimidating oppressing them there had to be a red sea a red sea is this difficult complicated situation circumstance that actually god had to intervene so there will be these moments that only god can do what god can do in our lives when we choose to lift our eyes to him to pray he said call unto me and i will answer you when you choose to persevere when you choose to be imprisoned by hope when everything else is speaking defeat when you choose to trust him through every situation he will always show up so he brought salvation of the israelites and the coast over and all the egyptians were um were drowned in the water so we know that he is our savior we see the salvation of god in this so he revealed his glory in that situation so there had to be a moment that is a moment a key moment in the life of every israelite that they had to remember the greatness of god and what god could do so for us in this walk with jesus in this walk with god in this spiritual journey we shall come into these moments in our lives that the similar things will happen not to finish us but to help us to be able to grow in our faith and to really have god reveal to us his majesty and he wants also us to learn something that we cannot do without him that we need him in this new journey so jesus came to give us a new life new life new life you came to bring us new life new life new life we found such joy in your abundant life you are the source of our new life in your light we see light you show to us your goodness You bid us come and drink. We come to you. We bless you, Lord. We glorify your name. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you for your gift of new life. Praise God. He came to give us to make us a new creation. He only can make you and I a new creation. It starts with a new mindset. We have the mind of Christ. This freedom, freedom starts with the mind. Freedom starts with the mind. Then it makes us a new creation. When our perception changes, when the word of God purifies our mind, when we adopt the mind of Christ, then we don't have to look at situations the same way again because Jesus takes over. He comes and takes over. Yes, he dwells in our hearts, but he helps us to have a different perception. And that is why even somebody could be sick, going through a very great struggle, a very great challenge, but the minute we give our lives to Jesus something seems to turn around something seems to shift our perception changes and that thing has no hold over us anymore that thing loses the grip over you and I then even if we have to go through it we perceive it and then we have our mind focused on Jesus when our eyes are fixed on Jesus then he is in charge he is in control we are telling him lord we know that we know that you are in charge and in control and definitely the fruit of that will be our portion so then we see uh, someone like David when he 
was in Ziklag, this town, the Philistine land that he went to hide. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, he was hiding from Saul because Saul wanted to kill him. So he made a choice to go there. Unfortunately, and then he had his men who are helping him, who are also very rough. It happens to be the last chapter of the book of Samuel, which is um, 1 Samuel chapter 30. So David comes back from wanting to go to war with the Philistines to fight the Israelites, which was apparently meant to be the last battle they were going to fight with Saul, because the next uh, season that he was getting into, which probably he did not perceive, was the season when, hallelujah, was the season that the Lord was going to give him the throne. How is this? What kind of transition? You know, it is very interesting that David would have considered to go and help the Philistines to fight the nation that God has actually blessed to be under him. He did not know what God was working. The guy was just going through a rough time. So he went to hide in the land of the enemy, the Philistines. This was the same, same guy, the same, same uh, um, people from whom um, Goliath came from. And Goliath was the same, same guy who actually God used to reveal his majesty in the life of David. So the greatness of God has been seen in the life of David after fighting with Goliath. A season that he had to go through from that moment of struggle and challenges one after the other. He was anointed, but he wasn't there yet. It was one tough season. And he ended up in the land of the Philistines. And now the transition happens when he comes back home with all his men. And we can read that in 1 Samuel 30, verse 3. David and his men arrived at the city to find it burned to the ground, their wives, sons, and daughters taken captive. David and those who were with him wept aloud until they could not weep anymore. <laughs> Verse 6. Now David found himself in great difficulty, for the men spoke of stoning him, so bitter were they over the fate of their sons and daughters. But, hallelujah, a transition moment is a bad moment. A transition moment, a turnaround is a bad moment. Look at this. But with renewed trust in the Lord his God. With renewed trust, oh Jesus, help us, Lord, to have this kind of renewed trust in you. That no matter what comes our way, no matter what we have to go through in this life, that we will always that we will always have our eyes fixed on Jesus, knowing that no matter what comes around, they wept until they could not weep anymore. These men were rough because David was always winning every battle, and these were the men who were supporting him. They wanted to stone him. It seemed like the end. This is the moment that many people take poison to die. This is the moment that many people deny and say, I don't think there is God because he has not done ABC. These are the moments when we fail, when we fail to hold on to the last bit and we lose everything. 
David was preserved. May the Lord preserve you and I from falling off our faith. This is the moment that Jesus told Peter that Satan has wants to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. This is a moment of testing. A moment of testing. David knew exactly what to do by the mercy of God. Because if he did not do that, then definitely we cannot have first Samuel. We cannot have first, second Samuel because now we know Saul um, goes and dies in the battle and they came to anoint David in chapter 2 of the second book of Samuel chapter 2. Men of Judah came, came there and anointed David king of the Judahites. Then he took over as the king. This moment did not just happen. It didn't just come up. It was a season that he had to go through this kind of a difficult circumstance. And by the mercy of God, because it is not anything that he was able to do that he could have done. It is the mercy of God. It is good that we acknowledge that the mercy of God is still available available today to tap in it is still available for you and I it is still available for us to experience so mercy can locate us mercy can find us we believe that the mercy of God is still relevant in our situations is still relevant in our circumstances mercy will never fail it is what causes God to forgive us, it is what causes God to turn around, to turn around our situations, to intervene in such a mighty way. A crisis that would have brought David down, but David was anointed by the Lord. He was in the purpose of God to be the king, not just the king. But remember, Jesus was going to come through the lineage of David. How can God, who created the universe, choose and in his orchestrated purpose come through a lineage that was going to be broken down and the end of David if they stole him and died? It's not possible. It can never be possible. We need to believe more of the fact that this transition is always orchestrated by God alone. So the minute David renewed his trust in the Lord by the mercy of God, he sought the Lord and the Lord promised him and they recovered everything the times for. And of course now everything was restored. And um, the secret is never to give up. Jesus said, those who trust in him will never be disappointed. Our faith in God is tested, yes, but never disappointed. And it doesn't matter the nature of our problems or circumstances in our lives. What matters is the greatness of God. So we have to encourage ourselves to hold on to Jesus, to hold on to hope, to be imprisoned by hope. It means that it is not an option to give up. It is not an option to give up. It doesn't matter what comes our way. We have to hold on to Jesus. 
is the only one who can transform our situation is the only one who can change our situation is the only one who can give us that peace that we need provide that which we need guide us through every life experience and then um so when he decided to he renewed his trust in the lord encouraged himself and went to pray then of course the lord answered him he said go in pursuit for you shall surely overtake them and effect a rescue he knows everything he knows everything he sees everything and of course now later on the next second summer the this was the second last chapter the next chapter before the book of second summer is that the fact that Saul died and his sons so his reign begins we know um, also of a situation that happened to Naomi and Naomi after losing her husband and then losing her two sons she decided she decided to come back um, to her native land fortunately or unfortunately she had all this pain in her heart and no wonder I won't be surprised you know because we all react differently to problems and situations but she even told them don't even call me Naomi because of course they saw her coming back but imagine the excitement but nobody has a clue what she has been through so she's the one who was telling them don't call me Naomi God chose to do this thing to me, so I'm just so bitter. Call me Mara. We have seen what uh, how God can intervene in different ways. So the Lord sends an angel in the name of Ruth, and it is this moment that she decided, even though she's not, uh, she was just a daughter-in-law. I've not seen that, you know, in real life. But she decided that she was gonna go with her and die with her and live with her and, and she was the angel that was going to change her situation so her transition must have been very very painful beyond anyone's understanding beyond anyone's imagination but the truth is that god was still god was still in charge and he was coming to do a new thing. The new thing does not come into effect before the old goes. And then of course, because it's a process, then there's that transition that it seems to be everything seems to be like the end. It's out of hand. She was hurting. She was she's gone through so much and now she seems to have left everything and she doesn't even know where she's gonna live, what she's gonna eat, what is life gonna give her. She can't get married. She's old. Now even this daughter, this daughter you know wants to come with her, she can't give her uh, another son and she was just too frustrating. Now if somebody ever told her at that moment that God was going to transform and transition her into a, a, a season that she was going to become a major person in the lineage of Jesus, she would not have understood because then the prophecies were given of the Messiah coming through the lineage, the lineage of Judah. But 
she could not have understood at that point because it was a painful season. That is what happens. It is normally a painful season. It is normally a tough season. It is normally a circumstance that just God can intervene. It is too difficult, too impossible in our eyes. Because humanly speaking, we cannot do anything about it. But divinely, it seems like a mess down here is a message up there. And divinely speaking, God always has the final say and he has a new thing he can do through that very situation as a culture. So we know that later on what happened that um through Boaz, through Boaz, Ruth got married to Boaz and she became the mother of Obed and Obed became the father of of course now Naomi becomes the, the, the grandmother and the mother of Obed and then she became the grandmother Naomi became the grandmother of Obed Obed became the father of Jesse and Jesse became the father of David praise God Going through such a complicated situation, this was not visible. But God causes seasons to come, seasons to go. He's in charge of every new season and he's the one who transitions you and I. So the secret is to hold on to him. The secret is to persevere. The secret, secret is to be imprisoned by hope. So we pray that as we look at these major figures in the Bible that the Lord has given us, that he may help us to raise our eyes above, up above our circumstances, above our situations, and to trust that the God who created the universe has a purpose for each one of us. And he will see it that that purpose is accomplished in his time. Somebody sang this song. His time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. In his time, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. This is our God. And he cares for us. This is our God. And he loves us with an everlasting love. That is the mercy of God. Jesus came to reveal not just the heart of God, but the mercy of God. In the book of Ruth, chapter 4, verse 15. Verse 14. The Bible says, The book of Ruth, chapter 4, and verse 13. Bible says, Boaz took Ruth when they came together as man and wife. The Lord enabled her to conceive, and she bore a son. Then the woman, women said to Naomi, Blessed is the Lord who has not failed to provide you today with a heir. May he become famous in Israel. He will be your comfort and the support of your old age. For his mother is the daughter-in-law who loves you she is worth more to you than seven sons 
Naomi took the child, placed him on her lap, became his nurse. The neighbor women gave him his name and the news that a grandson had been born to Naomi. They called him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. These are the descendants of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Aminadab. Aminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse became the father of David. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thanksgiving comes Lord. Lord, I pray in your mercy that you may help us to grow more in the knowledge of you, that you may get to experience more of your mercy in our lives. That, Lord, as you have reminded us of these circumstances, that you caused situations to turn for good for all these your children, that we may not give up through our transition, that we may still look up to you and believe in your word, believe in your direction, hold on to hope, persevere through every challenge, knowing that you have the final say, knowing that you are in charge and in control of every situation, knowing that you will be done a good work in us who see it, that it is truly finished, Lord Jesus, you have never failed us from the beginning of time until now, and we believe that even the fast that you have given us, Lord, it only takes you to open our eyes to see what you're doing, to praise, glorify, and thank you through every experience. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have spoken to us, what you have taught us. And every listen out this podcast, I pray that this word may bring an effect, an effect of faith in the life of every listener, an effect of hope in the life of every listener of this word. I give you praise. I give you honor, I give you praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray and thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.